Welcome to your football fantasy. Hey guys, welcome in. It is Tuesday Blitz time. We've got to run through a whole bunch of stuff very, very quickly for you. And by we, of course, I mean just me because both of the boys have bitched out and left me to do this waiver wire episode all by myself. Uh, so let's start out with the news. Just a little bit to tell you. This week in football. I only have to tell you because it was uh, both very exciting and very discouraging for me to read this bit of news today. Lev Bell. There's Lev Bell news. He plans to report to the Pittsburgh Steelers, but not until their bye week in week seven. Uh, quote, he fully intends to play for the Pittsburgh Steelers this year, which means what? Week eight? I guess at least it's not week 10. I still did trade for him, and I'd like to see him in there because I just keep fucking losing my fantasy matchups. Uh, that is it for the news. There's lots more that happened this weekend, but we'll talk to you about it later on in the week. All right, let's move on to the waiver wire, guys. These are these are folks that you should be uh, picking up, putting your waiver bids in, your fab bids in, put them on your priority lists tonight as it is waiver night, and you don't want to miss out on any of these guys on your own roster. Uh, I'm going to start out of the gates here, a couple of running backs for you. Uh, TJ Yeldon, still only 50% owned out there, at least in Yahoo Leagues. Uh, TJ Yeldon needs to be owned. We saw it again. Leonard Fournette comes into the game, and he leaves before it's over with another hamstring injury. The guy gets hurt. I've been saying it since we started the show in January or February. Leonard Fournette is an injury risk. TJ Yeldon very clearly has that number two role, that guy who's going to step in as the handcuff and get the majority of the work. Uh, Yeldon's been doing okay in that role. 4.2 yards per carry, not too bad. Only one touchdown but eventually, on this team that we know likes to run the ball, likes to run the ball in the red zone, slow down the game, if T.J. Yeldon's getting more work because Fournette's out, uh, either continue it off of this hamstring injury, or maybe the next time he hurts his hamstring, Yeldon will be worth owning. So if you've got a bench spot that you can stash this kid, worth doing. Another stash here for you, certainly not somebody you're going to pick up and play today. Uh, this was a, a debate as to whether this guy belongs in the waiver wires or in the smoke screen. I put him in the waiver wires. Bullfrog is very vehemently against that, but it's Mike Davis running back for the Seattle Seahawks. I drafted him in my Dynasty League because I had some uh, foresight to do it, I suppose. But look, we know Chris Carson injured last week. He left the game early. Rashad Penny has been completely abandoned by his coaching staff. In fact, I think uh, Pete Carroll came out just this week and said Rashad Penny is going to focus on kick return duties now that he's being outplayed by everybody at the running back position. Mike Davis steps in, 21 carries, 101 yards, two touchdowns this week against that Arizona defense that I told you last week has only been given up 3.3 a carry to the likes of Todd Gurley, Jordan Howard. So they're not a terrible run defense, as bad as they might look on uh, if you just look at the numbers. So, yeah, I don't say, I'm not telling you to pick up Mike Davis and put him in your lineup this week. I'm telling you to pick him up and stash him. Chris Carson, we have seen, is a, is a potential injury risk. Moving forward, these are soft tissue injuries that he's dealing with, that he's dealt with uh, in the past. Carson will likely be back in the game this week, uh, but but we'll see if Mike Davis really is in that rotation and he can play like he did uh, this past week. So I, somebody I'd want to have on my team. All right, uh, a couple other guys here. We'll move off the running back position. Uh, Geronimo Allison is still only 40% owned. In Yahoo leagues, at least, that's less than half. That makes him a waiver wire pickup. We've said it week in and week out every single one of these Tuesday episodes. 
and he's still not owned everywhere. I don't understand. 19 catches, 289 yards, two touchdowns as a number three on his team. 64 yards receiving was his lowest receiving or yards total on the season. The kid's good. He's a flex play nearly every week in nearly every format. Should absolutely be owned if he's if he's somehow still available in your league. Go get him. Go get him now. Uh, Bullfrog, who's not here, but sent me all his information. He's he's got uh, he's got a wide receiver he likes here too. That's Jamison Crowder coming off a bye week and his best game of the season prior to that bye week. Bye week. This week, the Washington Redskins face the New Orleans Saints. We know that the Saints can score points. We know that the Saints' defense is not that great. Yes, they shut down the Giants. We'll talk about that, I'm sure, on Saturday over my shots. But uh, you got to expect Crowder to come in here and, and get some more work done. He's starting to click better with Alex Smith, and they've got a just a cush matchup. So make that happen. Uh, tight end position. Look, for me, it's Cameron Brait this week, only 24% owned. Now, I know Cameron Bray is on bye this week, so if you're if you're tight on bench spots, obviously you can't go get somebody that's on bye. But next week, coming out of the bye, I think Cameron Bray is going to be swooped up. People are going to be bidding on him. If you want him and you want him cheap, now's the week to get him when he, when he is on bye. O.J. Howard done for the season. There's 27 targets so far on the season that have gone to tight ends in uh, Tampa Bay. Now that O.J. Howard's gone, they're all going to go to Brait. Not only are all those targets going to Brait, but that target number is going to get an uptick. Last year with Jameis Winston, the tight ends on this team combined for 74 catches, 1,023 yards, and 12 touchdowns because Winston likes the tight end. Without Howard there to, to snatch any of those away, now I'm not saying Brait's going to finish with 1,000 yards and 12 touchdowns. But it wouldn't be out of the realm of possible for 700 yards and seven touchdowns, which for a tight end is fantastic. Go get him now if you don't want to have to worry about streaming every week, week in, week out a tight end. Bullfuck's got a couple of streamer quarterback options that he wants to throw out there now. Uh, likely guys that if you really want them, you might have to go swoop them here in the uh, waiver day. Uh, maybe not, but he wants you to know about them. Derek Carr's his first one. Going to be playing against the Chargers. The Chargers have shown no ability to stop opposing offenses at all. I guess Joey Bosa is the entire world to him, and he's still going to be out for a few weeks. So, uh, Bullfrog likes Derek Carr. Also, Blake Bortles, who has been very up and down on the season so far, gets to play against Kansas City uh, next week. Again, Kansas City scores a shitload of points, and Kansas City's opponents score a shitload of points. So, those two have to make some sense. All right, we're going to move off. The uh, waiver wire pickups, those are the guys that you should be bidding on this week. And I want to I mention a couple of smokescreen guys. Here are guys that you should not be bidding on regardless of their big weeks this week. First up, Naheem Hines. Uh, two touchdowns this week. That's fantastic. He scored something like 30 fantasy points. But guys, he's got 22 carries on the season. 22 catches, sorry, on the season. 18 carries on the season. That's over four games. Guy's playing a very, very limited role in this offense. And so far... He's been doing that without the starting running back on the Colts in the game. That's Marlon Mack. Eventually, Mack will be back, and he will be playing uh, more than, what was it, half a game before he got knocked out with injury again. So, you know, avoid this. Don't put any of your fab dollars on a Heinz bid this week. You want to save that money for somebody who gets more opportunity. It's about the fucking opportunity. Speaking of lack of opportunity, Nick Chubb is my next smokescreen guy. 100 yards, two touchdowns. Last week, fantastic numbers. Fantasy points look like they were great. 
Reality Check says he did that on three carries. Three fucking carries, guys. He touched the ball three times coming out of the backfield. That is not somebody that you can rely on for your fantasy team. Let your buddy talk him up to your buddy. Let him go get him. Let him go waste his fab dollars. You know, Carlos Hyde, the starting running back on this team, has the most carries in the league. There's absolutely not a running back split in Cleveland. Avoid Nick Chubb. Maybe eventually down the line he'll get some more work as Hyde gets tired. He's kind of old. Maybe he'll get hurt. But right now, Chubb is not worth having. Dante Moncrief's another guy. He went 5 for 5 this week. He scored himself a touchdown this week. Uh, but this is his first game with more than 35 yards receiving. His target count has been up and down, uh, down to 3, up to 9. But he doesn't, doesn't catch a lot of balls. He just doesn't get very open. It's the occasional deep ball for this guy. This is just one of those games where he scores a touchdown. And it's really touchdown or nothing for the dude uh, as far as fantasy points go. And you don't want that kind of wide receiver on your roster, even though I've got him on my Dynasty League. Didn't start him this week. Okay. Those are the smokescreen guys. Uh, we do have one of these today. You're dead to me. One guy for me, one guy for Bullfrog. Kenyon Drake is fucking dead to me. Guys, I drafted Kenyon Drake, running back for the Miami Dolphins, in the third round of my home league. Third round. Felt like it was a reach at the time, but he, he seemed to fit. I liked what he was, what he did for us uh, for the Dolphins there at the tail end of the season last year. But in the last two weeks, he's had eight carries for six yards. He's not being used in a passing game either, guys. Ten receptions for 55 yards. That's on the entire season. Fuck that guy. Period. Fuck him. I think I'm just going to drop him. My third round draft pick. I can't bother trying to trade anybody for him. I mean, nobody wants this fucking piece of shit. He's dead to me. Bullfrog's got one, too. It's Michael Crabtree. You might remember right before the uh, season began, before draft day, I dropped this dude something like 35 spots in my uh, rankings because I saw the writing on the wall. He looks bad, says Bullfrog. No, no deep balls going to him. He's dropping the ball. He's supposed to be a sure-handed guy, but he's got multiple drops. John Brown is the receiver to own on this team. Javorius Allen is a receiver to own on this team. Here's a sneak peek for this week's coming streamer option or perhaps next week's coming waiver wire options. Hayden Hurst is going to play his very first game as a Baltimore Raven next week. He's going to be a receiving option that you want. All these guys over Michael Crabtree. I agree with you. Dead to me. But I don't have them anywhere. A couple of trade targets because there are some positives. At least positives coming for a few guys that you might be able to get cheap. At least lower valued now uh, than, than they will be moving forward. My first, both of these receivers. My first has got to be Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen's next six opponents are all plus matchups for receivers. Oakland, Cleveland, Tennessee, Seattle, Oakland again, who are terrible, by the way, and Denver. All those guys are in the top 15 uh, against wide receivers as far as allowing fantasy points. Uh, Keenan Allen's target counts have been just fine so far on the year. 10, 7, 8, 11. Maybe not huge target numbers, but just fine. It's really uh, it's really just the touchdowns that haven't been there. He is catching deep balls. I think he's somewhere around 12 yards per catch. Uh, it's just all about the touchdowns. Those touchdowns will come. This team will get better. 
Phillip Rivers will get it done, and Keenan Allen is going to be his boy. Think about last year. It was the second half where Keenan Allen came on, and he ended up uh, a fucking stud on everybody's roster. So go get him now while you can. He's cheaper than he will be in three or four weeks once, once his run starts. Bullfrog's got Odell Beckham Jr. as his trade target. Uh, he says that, yeah, Dwee's nuts and big whiz. We're very, very high on this guy. That's true. We had him our one overall. Based on his postgame interviews, he so badly wants to be a bigger part of the offense. It's now or never. Uh, I, I don't disagree with this. Eventually, eventually, he's going to get his targets. Eventually, this team's going to start throwing the ball at him. He is the most talented wide receiver outside of Antonio Brown in the league. So uh, go get him. You know, a cold streak like this can't go on forever. I don't think he's scored a touchdown yet. Those will come. All right. Last thing we're going to do for you here is our Thursday night preview. We got a big one here versus the Colts and the Patriots. This is going to be played in, I believe, Indianapolis. Uh, so who are we starting? Who are we starting for the Colts? I'm going to start us off here with that side, and I like Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck had a huge week and helped Bullfrog beat me in our fantasy matchup this week, which, again, we'll talk about that, and I've got some shots to take for it, but... Look, Blake, Blake Bortles went off against this defense. Matthew Stafford went off against this defense. I believe Andrew Luck can do it at home as well. Understand that T.Y. Hilton will not be playing in this game, and yes, that damps, dampens a little bit of what Luck should be able to do, but he got it done without Hilton, a whole bunch of no-name guys that I couldn't even tell you who the fuck they are this past week. I think he'll be fine. He's not going to score another 40 fantasy points, but, uh, you know, two, three touchdowns, 250 yards plus, I think that's going to be just fine if you've got him on your team. Don't be afraid to start him because New England's, def New England's defense is just not that good, at least not that good yet. I also really like Eric Ebron once again to be rolled out here. Jack Doyle likely still out. Check the news before this game kicks off on Thursday, but if he is, you got to love Ebron. Luck's been throwing the ball to the tight end, both of them when they're in there, and just Ebron when he's not. He just keeps scoring touchdowns. It's coming to a point where Ebron's a must-start every week, especially with Doyle out. But I'm gonna—I might keep rolling him out there after that's uh, after Doyle comes back into the game because he's—he's he's making a place for him on the offense. Everybody else on that Colts team is gonna be sad. I'm not touching any of those wide receiver options. The running backs, you absolutely cannot trust. Even that Naheem Hines kid, Jordan Wilkins, none of those guys. Marlon Mack comes back. I don't care. You don't trust any of them. There's two guys on this team that you start even against a defense as bad as the New England Patriots. Speaking of those Patriots, who are we starting there? Well, how about all the running backs, which at this point is really just Sony Michelle and James White. Uh, they both had huge, huge weeks this week. Indianapolis is the seventh worst against running backs for fan as far as giving up points to the fantasy, uh, giving up fantasy points to running backs. So roll them out there. Gronk. Got to roll Gronk out there. Yes, he got hurt and left the game last week, but they say it's no big deal. He should be just fine. I think it was an ankle. He doesn't need to run that fast, guys. He's just a big motherfucker. Indianapolis, fourth worst against tight ends. Uh, so roll those two guys out there. Bullfrog would like to add Brady. I'm going to tell you quite the opposite. I'm going to say sit Brady. Brady's just not really been performing up to snuff. Uh, yeah, they might have to throw the ball around a little bit if luck gets going, but... The receiving options for Brady, just not there yet. Uh, he doesn't know where he's going with the ball outside of Gronk's uh, and James White. Maybe James White catches one and takes it. Maybe Gronk get, catches one and takes it. But he's not the focal point of this offense. Wiz, Wiz said it in the offseason. Brady's not the going to be the focal point of this offense anymore. He's 44 years old or something stupid. Uh, so I say sit him. 
Bullfrog says play him. Otherwise, uh, yeah, sit all the receiving options outside of the two we mentioned already because we don't know who the receiver is here. In a couple of weeks, everything will be settled when Edelman's back. We'll see exactly what Josh Gordon is going to be for this team. But for now, avoid if you can. How about the results of this game? We agree that New England will be winning this game. Scores we have slightly different. I've got New England winning 34-21 to in a relatively high-scoring game. I think the over-under right now is right at about 53 points. Uh, not too bad. Bullfrog's given Indianapolis's offense a little more credit. 33-27 is his victory call there. All right. It's everything you need to know to go win your waiver wire Tuesday. So go put those bids in. Go tell your friends that they need to be taking all those uh, smoke screen options and see what kind of trades you can get for your boys Keaton Allen and Odell Beckham Jr. That's it, fuckos. Thank you for listening to another episode of Your Football Fantasy. Do us a favor by subscribing on Apple Podcasts. Like, follow, and share our Facebook page. And leave reviews everywhere to let people know just how much you love us. We'll see you back next week to make more of your fantasies come true.